A very warm welcome to this World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to this World Game Changers podcast episode where a returning guest, Keith Amos, is with us again today. And you remember on a previous episode, Keith was basically in the chair as mine host and asking the question, well, actually dancing around the question uh, and the topic of you don't need money to be wealthy. Keith, a very warm welcome back, sir. Thank you very much, Paul. I love turning the tables on you. Such a nice change to actually <laughs> to get questioning the leader of the podcast so to speak um so so thanks again we were going to follow up i think you had a particular theme at the end of the last podcast can you recall what that was no i can't keith i've been to bed since then <laughs> oh well well then in that case let me tell you what you did last podcast last podcast we had you in a lift and uh, we said by the time we get to the top give us the highs and the lows uh, no pun intended again and uh, you told us a little bit about yourself. You told us a bit about world game changers and uh, some of your views on not needing money to be wealthy. Um, I'm going to jump around a little bit on questions, though, because I've been looking into what you uh, put on some of your correspondence. And I've noticed you've talked about soulful leaders. Mm. What, what's that all about? Soulful leaders. What's come into my awareness in more recent times, Keith, the last 12, 18 months is uh, the world's changing. The mm -hmm. world is definitely changing energetically. And what I'm, you know, obviously I'm changing and I'm maybe, um, you know, getting more drawn and, and uh, aligned with these people. But I'm, I'm very becoming very aware that there's, I won't say a new breed of person. That would be wrong to say that. But. There's a there's a certain energy now and a certain love that goes with people and they are leading from inside rather than the old fear driven model of everything's money driven bottom line profit. There's this more holistic approach now to actually to quote an old kind of socialist slogan from the, the 70s people, not profits, um, you know, so not that I'm affiliating at all in any way, shape or form, soulful leaders in any political aspect. But this whole kind of emergence of people that are operating from their soul, from their inner, this very holistic, compassionate, loving way of being and leading by example, rather than that autocratic, do as I say, not as I do. I can kind of go along with that, but I can also look on the world stage and see some pretty horrendous examples of the opposite of that when you look at what obviously what's going on with Putin and uh, and, and and some of the other world events at the moment where you've got a lot of autocratic leaders mm. so do you do you think that there's a this is kind of a reaction to them um I could understand Keith why you say reaction um yes to a on a mic relative micro level I buy that I understand that However, I'll go back to something I've said already. The world is changing and this changing energy. I think the world has reached a stage of its development now where, you know, particularly with the younger, younger generation, they're having none of it. You know, and if I had a pound or a euro, Keith, for every time I heard this 
you know, and I'm paraphrasing slightly here, this comment from young people, we don't want fat middle-aged politicians telling us how to run our lives because they haven't got a clue, unquote. And they're looking for something new. I think young people are amazing, absolutely amazing. The energy, the innovation that they bring to the world. And for me, that's symptomatic of the way the world is changing. So, yes, I buy your, you know, the fear. But listen, the old guard are not going to go down without a fight. That's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I, I've spent some time uh, with some younger people from uh, Exeter University very recently, and it was a hugely uplifting experience yeah. uh, in a very positive way. They are they are optimistic. And, and yeah, I think when you get to a certain stage in life, uh, uh, middle age and, and beyond, you can get quite um, gnarled and pessimistic. But but yeah, I think let, let, let's keep our fingers crossed. But certainly for the youth that many of us are bumping into, there's the signs are good. Um, so I said I'd jump around a bit um, when I was speaking to you before we started this, and I'm going to really majorly jump around. What's your favourite music? Oh, what a fun! Now you you really know how to hit home, Keith, don't you? What a fantastic question that is. My favourite music is ballads, uh, mainly ballads. You know, I used to have a saying for many many years. Don't even know where it come from. Only sad songs make you cry. And mm. I love that soul searching that, you know, maybe this thing around love because I was uh, it's been such a massive, massive influence in my world. Uh, and it is in all our worlds in whatever way, shape or capacity or form it takes. Um, so ballads, uh, Keith, and I particularly when I go back to the 70s and 80s and, you know, I've shared this with one or two people. And it's only a recent uh, kind of uh, dropping the guard revelation that actually one of my favorite songs from the past has been um, David Cassidy's Daydreamer and wow. people find that so it's like what <laughs> yeah I, I, th I can imagine you might have found that hard to admit to at the time I think yeah. now there's enough distance gone but yeah <laughs> at the time you'd have been with a young you know young crowd screaming at, at David Cassidy and many people probably won't know who he is but you better look him up on Google um so there's something about ballads which is soft and sentimental and and draws out some emotion in you then Paul yeah um and I think you know what I've learned over the years Keith is when we talk about that let it go I know we spoke about that or touched upon yeah. that in you know it's dropped the mask drop the mask and be vulnerable now yeah. and i am going to kind of um bias towards the more masculine energy and yes listeners if we want to at attach a label to that that says males we have a problem with that we have because we've got this image we've got this mask of big boys don't cry i was mm. certainly conditioned with that from an early age don't mm. show weakness win at all costs come mm. first and all that stuff so it's particularly difficult to to be vulnerable. But I'm going into Brenny Brown territory and I quote all. Oh, it seems like every podcast episode, uh, Keith, uh, and, and no coincidence that uh, Brenny Brown's name gets mentioned in this where she says our vulnerability is our strength. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely buy it. If yeah. you're courageous enough to do that and wear your heart on your sleeve and actually tell people how much you not just care about them, but love them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's it. And there's many fathers, probably grandfathers uh, as well, who were brought up in that in that type of world, 
who found it extraordinarily difficult to say to their children that they love them. And yet that's an amazing gift to give to them. So I, I, I can fully, fully uh, acknowledge that from you. Um, you talked about Brenny Brown, but I know you're, you, you, you're one for looking around at various kind of, shall we say, not spiritual necessarily, but certainly gurus in, in that, in that world, um, Deepak Chopra, Tony Robbins and so on. Who's made the biggest impact on you so far? What in my life generally, or yeah. in terms of well-known people? In terms of your life generally, you know, who's been saying something that you've gone, oh, I resonate with that? Oh, what a fantastic question. I mean, I literally could dance all over the floor with that one. Um, there's a certain football manager that's passed. Um, he was an OBE and he nicknamed himself OBE for old big head. Um, a certain Brian Clough, oh, manager yeah. of Nottingham Forest for yeah. 18 years. A phenomenal, a phenomenal for me, um, Keith, he, you know, he breezed into Nottingham Forest Football Club in January 1975. And, and that was at a time where my own world was at the height of its uh, turbulence. Mm. And, and I didn't know, but I was looking for a father figure because the male role models in my life were just let's say they, they left a lot to be desired. Mm -hmm. A lot to be desired. I didn't, I didn't trust males. I didn't like males. All I wanted to do from that kind of age is fight them. Mm. I had a problem with male authority, full stop, mm. in any way, shape or form. Cluffy breezed it, and I was mesmerised by his outspokenness. But somehow I had this kind of intuitive feeling. At an age of 15, I didn't even know what intuition was. I probably couldn't even spelt it at that age. Mm. But there was something about this, this guy, this spirit that I deeply deeply connected with um he's got this brash exterior this opinionated what the outside world labeled arrogance and all this and, I, and I, it's like no no it's not um and for me growing up with that and obviously as a nottingham forest support keith he told a real power and i and i just followed him closely and i just knew that was so much more underneath this facade, what I call the mask. And so, you know, Cluffy with his, his philosophy, I mean, he was a master philosopher. That's mm. what I look back on. And what, what was it, the attraction of this guy? He was ahead of his time. He was a master philosopher about the game of life. He weren't mm. bad at football either. Hmm. See, because you talked about perceptions in a previous podcast and, mm. you know, the red team and the blue team. And if the red team wins, the red fans are happy. And if the blue team loses the blue uh, team fans are unhappy and, and and i remember also clough uh he definitely was a character he was a bit like uh, marmite you know you love or hate him right yeah but there was certainly a degree of self-confidence about him and do you think that's an attractive quality yeah i think self-confidence is, is is absolutely and i think you know there's a very thin line between yet again and we keep using this uh, and quite rightly keep this perception there is tom peters coined that phrase um and it's my favorite just as a slight aside yeah. when i did my masters in quality management we studied six great quality gurus three were japanese three were american and of the american i mean of the six they'd all got their own slant on what the word quality meant and no mm. two of them was even remotely close 
But the one that resonated very, very strongly with me was Tom Peters. Perception is all there is. Hmm. Interesting. So you talked about your 15 year old self, uh, obviously confused, quite violent. I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm uh, I'm telling tales out of school to, to, to repeat that. I think you said it was a tough uh, upbringing. You saw this guy who was actually had something to offer. Let me look at you now, Paul, and say, if you were to go back and whisper in the ear of your 15 year old self, what would you be saying? I tell you what I would do. It would be arm round shoulder and it would be gentle language and it would be language of love. Mm-hmm. And I would diffuse and break down those barriers of aggression and, and all this cliche, you know, or big boys don't cry and all that. There is only one language, Keith, and it is the language of love. Mm. And, you know, I don't care what backyard you've come from, how tough it is, how violent it's been. You know, I had many years in addiction, as you know, there is for me only one thing that's going to soften that and it's going to drop that. And that is love. That is it. It's a sim- you know, the old money makes the world go round. Does it? Does it really? Mm. <laughs> Not in my world, it doesn't. And that's kind of why, you know, you don't need money to be wealthy, because if you've got love, Keith, you are a multi-trillionaire. Oh, superb. You, you talked about about Cluffy and obviously we've mentioned uh, some of the other gurus, Deepak Chopra, Tony Robbins and so on. But do any of them when when they when you think of them, are they heroes to you? No, no. Who comes up as a hero? Myself. Oh, I like. Wow. Now that needs to be unpacked. And I don't mean that uh, from any kind of look at me, myself and I, but it's coming to understand the importance of us as individuals and the part we play in the world. Yeah. You know, to quote yet again, a cliche, become your own hero. Mm -hmm. Go on that voyage of self-discovery. Be that soulful leader. And by the way, you know, we don't have to be all doing saving the elephants in Africa and starting schools around the world. You know, I go on record, Keith, of saying for me personally, and it is just my personal opinion, the greatest soulful leaders in the world, they're called mothers. Mm. Mothers. They're the greatest soulful leaders in the world, in my humble opinion. Mm. They're real heroes as well. But you see, because, you know, Mrs. Jones, who lives next door or Mrs. Brown round the corner or Mrs. Smith, whatever, you know, blah, 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 because they've got got a massive, you know, they're not kicking a bag of wind around and earning millions and billions and doing this. Nobody really knows about them. Mm. They're the real heroes. So, yep, on that point, Keith, I think we're um, I don't know. I mean, is there a kind of another question that we could follow on? I mean, we could talk all day about, you know, the thing about live podcasts, Paul, is that life gets in the way when you're making other plans. Sounds like John Lennon. My cat is scratching at the door. (laughs) And on that feline note, listeners, let's close it off by asking Keith just to briefly share his contact details. Thanks, Paul. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a career coach and uh, you can find me on keithamos.com. K-E-I-T-H-A-M-O-S-S.com. It's all there. Thanks, Paul. And just to sign off, listeners, the way we always do, remember, the world's changing. How will you respond? Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, 
the world is changing. How will you respond 